Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Blue Collar Syndicate Show podcast. You got myself, John, and Albert across from me yet again for another show. Albert, how are you? I'm good. How are you, Gay? Pretty good. We just got back from what would be a Thanksgiving, so hopefully turkey was great. And if you guys listened to the previous episode, you took into consideration on being somewhat of a kinder person. (laughs) Hopefully we all did. I think so. But how how's it been? Good, good. Nothing too exciting. No, I mean it, just cold. It still sucks because it's winter time. But yeah, um, you were talking earlier about the show Yellowstone, and I know everybody loves this fucking show. Besides, I I think I might be one of those select few that's never even watched a single episode of the show. Yeah, I would say so. Um, <laughs> I know one other friend of ours, uh, up until like the last season, he said he hadn't watched it (laughs) and he's like, I don't want to be like everyone else. I'm not going to watch it. And I was like, dude, you have to watch it. About two weeks later, he's like, I'm caught all the way up, man. That show's great. (laughs) I just don't, I mean, I'm not a TV person, so I don't watch much. I watch what I know. Yeah. I don't branch out. No, I, I don't, I don't blame you there. I mean, I definitely am, uh, I consume a lot less TV than I used to. I used yeah. to be a super, I used to be like all on all the new movies, all the TV shows and all that stuff. And, you know, I know one of the, the other big ones was like game of Thrones when it came out. Um, Never watched an episode of that. Me either. Uh, but I, I probably don't plan to. I quit watching TV when Tony Stark died. <laughs> Everything went to shit once he died. Yeah. Not <laughs> a good day, but Hey, Hulk's still around and he's the shit. And Wolverine, and Wolverine's coming back. Yeah, Wolverine. Hugh, my boy Hugh. Yeah. We got, we have to go do our rows at the, on the row machine. I know. Fuck that guy. <laughs> my time is so bad on the row machine now. I took too long of a break. For people that don't know the reference on the Tim Ferriss show that I listened to and then I shared it with Albert, Tim Ferriss interviewed Hugh Jackman, which is Wolverine. And Hugh Jackman said, you want to get ripped or you want to get lean, then row. It was what was it? Two thousand meters on the row machine in seven minutes or less. Yeah, that that was the time to be. Yeah, I think the closest I got was like seven minutes and like forty five seconds, and that I almost died. Yeah. <laughs> so and now and now I'm back to like eight or nine minutes. It's <laughs> my workout routine is not a routine at all. I need to get back to some consistency on it. I'm yep. Thinking I'm just going to buy a row machine for home. To be honest, there you go. But. Yeah, back to Yellowstone. I mean, most of you guys are going to know it. It's probably the greatest show around right now. Mm, uh, contraire. I don't know. Unless you watch anime like me. Okay. I don't watch anime, but... <laughs> Nerd alert. Let's say we get away from anime and just talk real people shows. It's the best. <laughs> it's, I would say it's one of the best. Um, I'm impartial to the old show. It was a few years ago. Hell on Wheels is my top TV show of all time that ever existed. But Yellowstone's getting close. Um, but what I was talking about is I read an article a little ways back from the creator of Yellowstone and I pulled up the quote that, uh, they said here, um, because a lot of people know if you watch the show or don't watch the show, I'm sure you've heard it's, it's considered non-woke. Um, they number one TV show in the country, most ratings, most views, best everything still yet to be. Uh, I could be wrong, but last I checked, they weren't even nominated for awards because 
there's obviously a disconnect between the powers that be who get to give the awards and the actual people consuming the media. And that's kind of what we wanted to talk about. Yeah. So for the me and the other three people that have never seen the show, <laughs> what's the show about? Um, well, Kevin Costner is kind of the main character. Uh, he is like a sixth generation rancher or seventh or something like that. And he owns this massive ranch up in Montana and he's basically fighting the gentrification of Montana. He's trying to keep his ranch by any means necessary. And mm-hmm. he's, uh, you know, he's that kind of a villainous hero in a way, you know, they, they whack some people, they bury some bodies. Um, but it's all in the, in the name of keeping what's his and keeping the ranch life alive. Yeah. And it, it resonates with a lot of people, especially the Midwest and, you know, even, even the coastal States. I mean, there's, there's no denying how big this show is and there's a reason it's big, you know, and it's, it's because it's not woke. It's not, it's not pushing some far crazy left or far crazy right agendas. It's just a, it was, it was like a balanced neutral. No, I would definitely say it leans to what most people are going to say the right, you know, I have a little different perspective on what's right, what's left, but this show, it's just, there's not a lot of, you know, they're not pushing some just the the super far out ideologies. Yeah, it's it's more what's hitting most Americans in the middle of all it's that. A, it's stuff. like real life type. Yeah, of it's stuff. stuff we can relate to. You know, okay. everybody has a problem with being gentrified. You know, whether you're in a rural community, a farmland, and they're building housing developments around you, or maybe you live in a housing development and there's a bunch of farmers buying up all the land around you. Everybody has a problem with it somewhere. You know. And the quote that I seen from the creator of the show said, uh, they refer to it as the conservative show or the Republican show or the red state game of Thrones. Sheridan says, and I just sit back laughing and I'm like, really? The show's talking about the displacement of native Americans and the way native American women were treated and about corporate greed and the gentrification of the West and land grabbing. That's a red state show question mark. And I would, uh, is that end quote or is there more? No, there's a little bit more. He goes down further on. He says, uh, if you truly look at this show or the wind river Sicario, these are pretty wildly progressive notions. The people who are calling it a red show have probably never watched it. Now it bums me that he says that for a few reasons. Um, don't get me wrong. It doesn't make me like the show any less. The show's great. Yeah. But, I feel it shows a deeper divide that this country has in the, in the aspect that people don't even know what's far left, far right, or even center anymore. Mm -hmm. The fact that he says it's not right wing, you know, I would say the show clearly leans a little to the right. And, that might be just because the center is actually moving. You know what I mean? Uh, I think it was Elon Musk said, I was on the left. I'm still on the left, but the left moved. He, uh, he said something like that. He, what he was referring to is like his progressive mindset or ideologies haven't really changed. Mm-hmm. The, the far left has just gotten further away, making him well, look more center. Hold on. I don't know if I'm on the same page because I thought far left was different. What, what do you mean? Am I misunderstanding you? Or no, no, no. Because the, uh, the left would be Republican, correct? No. 
Democrat. Right, right is Republican. Well, I'm, I'm all fucked up. That's the way. <laughs> that's the way most people are classifying it. That's left, how. That's how left out of is touch Democrat. I am. Right is Republican, for a severe, crappy way of looking at it, in my opinion. Okay. And what Elon Musk was referring to is he's always been a progressive person on the left, a Democrat, all that stuff, and what he's saying is he hasn't changed. The left has just went further off the into reality. Okay. Like, so when the left goes further left, it makes him look more center. Okay. And no, that, I had the left and the rights mixed up. I, I'm just out of touch because I quit paying attention. No, you're good. And that, that's probably a good thing most of the time. Um, that, uh, that quote that the creator of Yellowstone said, though, it, to me, it, it kind of reminded me of that quote Elon Musk said. It's not all right people are just these far right, you know, buffalo hat wearing people who stormed the white house <laughs> what what a lot of the the left type of people classify as right they're taking the two percent of far right crazies yeah and saying that's all right people or all republicans and that's that's kind of what i feel like the creator of the show is went i mean granted they are hitting some aspects that hit that uh native american society about the abuse of women the the wrongful treatment of some of these uh native communities and stuff like that but i think he also classifies corporate greed as being a completely right-wing thing where you know in the show they're building a housing development and uh spoiler alert if you haven't watched kevin costner becomes governor of montana and i'm not watching anymore (laughs) i don't know what's gonna happen he uh he makes a, a speech where he's talking about he's the opposite of progress. He's he's the wall progress is going to beat up against. And what he, he makes a, uh, in his speech, he's talking about how what's really happening to Montana right now, which if you've ever been to Montana or know people up there that are been there a long time, you'll hear this. You know, uh, you know they call Bozeman, Bozeman Angeles now. You know, I, I, I know some people up there that, their rent prices have quadrupled in the last few years because Mm -hmm. of the market. And what it's referring to is people from like New York or California are coming down to, or up to Montana and using it as their playground or their oasis or their vacation home without any respect to the people who actually live there. Yeah. They're not, yeah, they're not respecting the land and the people that have already developed and made what it is. Exactly. They're, they're, they're taking what they like and, not understanding why what they like is actually still there. Yeah. It's there because of the people who live there. And I think every, especially rural communities are going to fight that in every state. I hear it in every state I go to, Yeah, you know, Kansas, Nebraska, Missouri, I've heard, Colorado. I've heard inspectors that said Idaho was the same. Exactly. Idaho. I was actually up in Idaho a few months ago and a guy had a, one of them stickers that says we're full now leave with yeah. the big Idaho emblem on it, <laughs> you know, and you see those in every state, you know, yeah, we even said that about the state we're in. Exactly. And and that's his quote was just it struck me as wrong because I feel like he's assuming if you're right wing, you're you're a crazy guy. You're that guy who, you know, voted for Trump because Trump, not okay. because you actually had some deep thought behind it. Yeah. You know, I voted for Trump twice. And it wasn't just because Trump. You know, it was, I looked at the options. Mm-hmm. The first thing you look at is what are our options? And yeah. then I looked at the things I liked and didn't liked about them and kind of came out to 
in my in my opinion, it was better to vote for him. Yeah, it's it's kind of comes down to which is like the lesser of the evil. Yeah, but also who's going to have the best interest of me and my you know family. And and that's and that's what it came down to for me when I voted for Trump. I was still heavy in the oil and gas industry, and I yeah. knew he had plans to keep my job secure and the other people didn't they wanted mm-hmm. to put me out of work you know i know he's a successful businessman and i feel like this country needed that at the needed that at the time where we're tr- trillions and trillions in debt and that, how dare they give me a credit score <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> and i was like you know they they need someone who focuses on the dollar and i wish there's a lot of things Trump did that I think he shouldn't have done, but he did do a lot of things that I'm happy he did do. Yeah. And that's also why I voted for him the second time, you know, and I'll say he, he did some dumb shit too. He did some stuff that was just retarded, you know? I mean, someone should have took his fucking Twitter away a long time ago. And I'm not saying they should have took it away because he doesn't have the right to talk. They just, sometimes he was, I don't know. Struck me as that guy who had a few too many when he started <laughs> typing on Twitter. You can tell that he's a little couple too many scotches deep. Yeah, something. I mean, they say he doesn't even drink, but he struck me as a guy who did yeah. sometimes, you know. But overall, if you look at the, you know, the, was it a net positive or a net negative? I felt like it was a net positive. Mm-hmm. You know, I know some people will disagree and that's all right. But what, what, the, what the quote of what we were started talking about here was you know society is taking these groups you're either left or you're right and now those groups have become you're either far left or you're far right yeah and what they seem to keep forgetting is what 80 90 percent of us are actually not far left not far right we're all in the fucking middle Mm -hmm. he think he i mean i may misunderstand his quote and maybe one day he'll hear this and write me an email i highly doubt it but I might have misunderstood him, but it seemed to me like he thinks right-wing people are all those crazy guys that storm the Capitol. They're all those guys that are, you know, drinking cases of beer and shooting off guns into the air and doing crazy shit mm-hmm. and stupid shit and that want to do the most horrendous things. Yeah. But I think the show actually speaks to all of us people that are actually kind of in the middle. What what would be considered what, like the silent majority? That's exactly what I would call it. Okay. You know, and I think it's also time the silent majority starts being less silent. With all the cultural problems and changes we're going through these days, most of it is steered by a loud minority. Yeah. You know, um, some of the, a lot of that transgender stuff that's going on these days is two percent of people that are just louder than the other 80 percent or 98 percent yeah you know and and maybe there's some things we need to do better for those type of people maybe not and maybe some of it is people just screaming for the sake of screaming you know i do think that we have allowed people to like in in your not your words but scream too much and then that we've just kind of accepted it and allowed it without giving someone a, a spanking uh, you know a, a talking like kids yeah you, you know you've said what you needed to say let's keep going and let's finish what we need to do mm-hmm. yeah and that's that's kind of what i was bummed to hear the creator of that show saying is it's like you know not most right-wing people would agree with the the main theme of that story yeah and it's and it's not a bad thing like they're not agreeing 
go find a guy who voted Republican and ask him if he thinks uh, Native women should be disappearing and not getting reported or getting investigated by police. Most of them are going to say, no, that's fucked up. Yeah, they're going to say that it should be never never be happening. Yeah, no matter what the color or the, the nationality of the person is. Yeah. No one thinks that shit's cool. And I think people like the guy creating this story thinks that we wouldn't say that. And that kind of bums me out that he thinks that we all think that that way, you know, yeah. that, that crazy way. He, he's essentially putting, a, I guess, a label on us. He's he's trying to define us without us sta- saying anything. Yeah, or... or he, Like you said, he's just out of touch and doesn't know. Yeah, he's out of touch and ignorant, you yeah. know, and not ignorant and like you're a dumb, ignorant fuck. Just, you just don't know any better. Like, yeah. I always uh, resonated. You'd see those posts on Facebook sometimes that say, hey, instead of watching the news, walk out your front door and just go talk to your neighbor. Yeah. You're going to see a whole different world than what you see on the TV. I will agree with that one. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if we're, if, if we're on the topic of, I get, cause I know you mentioned, you know, the show is extremely popular. It's the most, one of the most popular shows there are. And you, you said that with as popular as it is, never even got any nominations or anything because the people that control that didn't think it was worthy. Yeah. But yet there's millions of 50 million people that say different. Exactly. I um, mean, it, it's another prime example that would be look at, uh, well, uh, I think it was Dave Chappelle's last special. Yeah. I believe if you went on Rotten Tomatoes, it had like a 98% viewer rating and a like 2% critic rating. So who's out of touch, the critic or the viewers? Yeah. The comedian knows what he's doing. Yeah, like, yeah, he's working the crowd. He's working the people. People know what they want. Yeah, and they and they enjoyed it. Yeah. And nobody got hurt feelings over it except a bunch of critics. And that's kind of how this. Sh- I feel like the show is. The show does a great job at portraying what we think, and that's why it's popular. I mean, why else would it have millions and millions of people tuning in every Sunday to watch the new episode? Yeah, I mean, it was the first thing I ever pre-ordered in my life. You know, I, I pre-ordered season five just to make sure I got it, you know, and I've never pre-ordered anything. I, I've never paid for another TV show. You know, I either waited for it to come out on Netflix or <clears throat> maybe I found a way to find it online for free. You know, this show, I had no hesitation in getting on and pre-ordering it and paying yeah. money for it. And I feel a lot, of, I feel most people would agree with me is it's not that it's a, it's, it's, how would I say this? It's not it's not that people support all the bad, horrible things that happen in that show. It's the bigger picture. And that bigger picture is what they're classifying as right wing. And I think it's a misclassification. They should be classified as the majority. Yeah. Like the majority of people agree with the show. They're building, they have a ranch and they're fighting this big, uh, corporate things that want to come in and build this big airport and, uh, housing development and all this stuff. And they're not thinking about all the damage to the existing people there. You know, they're not thinking about police and sewage systems and property and all they, that stuff. They they see what the uh, computer screen projects with all this money that they could be making, but they're not thinking about the impact it makes. Absolutely, and and what they're and what they're showing is how people like this corporate greed, right? And that's what they're fighting. And what I think is funny is everyone thinks corporate greed is only. Republican. It's only oil filled. It's only 
construction. It's only this, that, or the other. Mm-hmm. The funny thing is, is do you think like every corporation is purebred Republican people? Mm-hmm. I mean, look at Twitter. Look at Facebook. No, Twitter kind of is changing currently. Well, Twitter is changing. <laughs> but like I said, Elon Musk, is he was Democrat his entire life. Yeah. He just recently started voting Republican. Yeah. And is that because the Republicans moved more left or because the left moved too far left from him? So he was left to vote. Uh, yeah, that is a very... The, the middle, the center line has been blurred and definitely moved to where you don't really know where... I, if you wanted to feel like you fit in somewhere, but at the same time, why do you need to fit in with one of these two sides? It's like um, Gary V. Um, he's one of the people that came to my mind when we were talking about you know blue and left, right, and all that stuff. He he considers himself purple, you know, right in the middle. He wants to hear from everybody. He wa- you know he's accepting. You know he he doesn't want to be classified as one person on one side or one person on the other side. He's right in the middle. And he wants to hear everything and, you know, he'll make his opinion known if he likes it or not. Well, I think that's most people. And what I find funny is, you know, all the powers that be, they're, they're just so out of touch. Yeah. You know, they're out of touch with the blue collar people, the middle class people, you know, the, the middle class is probably 90% blue collar. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's what we built this podcast for is to kind of put a voice out you know i know i talked about when we were talking about starting this podcast for the last year almost you know i'm a big fan of joe rogan but even joe rogan says something sometimes where i'm just like dude you you've been famous and wealthy for too long um not too long i mean everybody should drive to want success like that but he he kind of forgets a few things um one quote that comes to mind is he said something like, I don't think people mind paying more taxes to help with the homeless. And I'm like, I do. I mind a hundred percent. Yeah. We're already paying a shitload of taxes. Yeah. And they just keep finding more ways to increase it without actually doing anything with it besides filling their pocket. Now the one, the one thing I do give Rogan a lot of kudos on is he'll have all kinds of people on his show, left, right, center, mm-hmm. up, down, purple, yellow, gay, transgender straight doesn't matter who have yeah. anybody on if you're on the earth breathing this air and you haven't you know you're worth joe rogan's time i don't know if that's the right way to say it but he, he he's accepting to any anyone and everyone exactly and when he gets some facts given to him you know he will change his mind and he'll say he'll change his mind i mean yeah. he was big on universal income and now after seeing what happened during covid and when people are getting free money he kind of was like hmm, maybe that's not a good idea yeah. you know he was open to changing his mind and i think that's what more that that elite populace needs to do is they need to listen to more people and learn how to change their mind a little bit yeah and that, think a little bit yeah and that goes to the same for us people down at the bottom too you know we all know those people that are i voted for trump because trump it's like dude come on put some deep thought into it yeah i mean i voted for trump too but it wasn't just because trump yeah <laughs> you know it was it i mean i know i've said it like 38 times now trump 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 but it's an easy <laughs> it's an easy example because i've seen it you yeah, know i've I mean, talked it, to people on the job site who were like this is why I would vote for Trump. This is why I wouldn't. Or you get that guy who's just dragging his knuckles and was like, Yeehaw, Trump. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and you're like, and, and some of those guys, I'll admit some of them, they did have deeper thought than just, just because Yeah. they just didn't voice it. Yeah. And maybe that goes they back to being the, the silent majority. Exactly. And that's, 
that's uh that's what all got my mind rolling when I read that little uh article where that guy said that. I was like, dude, this this is what I would call a right leaning show. Yeah. And what I think is I think you don't understand what right leaning is or maybe you don't understand how far left is. Like, yeah. So with the show being, you know, more right or red, it kind of reminds me of the Tim Allen show Last Man Standing. Everyone wanted to cancel that show. Great show. I don't know who wanted to cancel it. You know, that's the funny thing that I'm saying about that disconnect. Yeah. I didn't talk to anyone that didn't like it. I mean, I watched very little of it, but then, you know, it started gaining the traction, you know, it went to what, Netflix or some other provider because it yeah. got canceled off yeah. I think Netf- cable TV. I think it was Netflix picked them up for their last season or two. Yeah. And it was such a popular show and everyone wanted him to be more blue be more left or whatever you know it was it was not it just wasn't right you can't be saying stuff like that when really what about the other half of the population because if you're going to constantly make something that's blue and right what if it's not half though yeah. what, if, what if it's the other 80 percent of the population yeah you're, you're focusing what I'm on saying, yeah. ha- on over half the population and you know the silent majority of people they want shows that they can relate to and they don't want to have all the same crap fed down their throat and they just want to enjoy their day they want a show where they can just be like yep i like this show i agree with it and it's a good way to kill what is it an hour yeah and they can relate to it yeah it's hilarious yeah it's funny and it's just like the dave Chappelle special you know there was all these problems with it from you kept hearing it on the news he said this he said that he hates these type of people and it's like the reviews say otherwise. One, one, he's a comedian, so if you can't take a fucking joke... Oh, shit. <laughs> That's their job. <laughs> yeah, they get paid to make jokes and make you laugh. I can't remember which comedian said it was. He's like, hey, I make fun of myself 80% of the time, <laughs> so you better be able to handle me making fun of you the other 20% of the yeah, time. <laughs> exactly. That's a comedian's job. And that's... Uh, yeah, dude, that's the big... Uh, big disconnect you know so and and that's where i think it falls is where they say the other half the other half and it's like dude, it's not a half there's so much common ground in the middle i've been accused of being far right because yeah. i have certain opinions on certain things you know oil and gas being one of them that immediately gets me thrown into oh you love big oil you love this and that well, i love people working i love people being able to buy houses and have families and all this and that mm-hmm. and i love having a warm house to come into and i yep. love having you know, cars and stuff being <laughs> even just on a, you know, the bigger level, I would like to be in, you know, the country likes to be reliable on itself. Exactly. And that's, that is one of those things that gets you thrown in the far right. But then I've been accused of being a snowflake on the far left by people on the far right, you know, because of my opinions on abortion. Yeah. Granted, those have changed over the years a little bit. I used to be big, big pro-choicer and now I lean a little more towards a pro-life side of it but you know there's i still think there's a an acceptable compromise to be made on subjects like like abortion yeah i do think people let their emotions get too tied into their opinion to where it's hard to even find that common ground because once it seems like nowadays once somebody gets offended or upset it just turns into a screaming match and how dare you yeah when if you could learn how to set your emotions aside and talk about opinions and facts and solutions, you'd be able to find an end result a lot faster. Well, and people need to learn compromise, you know, it It takes, you have to give a little to get a little. It's like the abortion subject, you know, that, that subject's such a touchy one and people on the quote unquote left 
think right people want no abortion no matter what the scenario. And people on the right think all left people want abortion is a form of birth control and want it done every other Tuesday. And I think it's been said, they've done plenty of polling on it. Actually, 80% of Americans are pro, you know, pro, pro choice, but up until a point, Mm -hmm. you know, they don't, they don't think you should be having an abortion as the baby's giving, getting born, you know, they think there should be it, but there should be some limits on it. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of where the big divide is. But on the news, all you hear is the right side of people saying, you know, every Democrat wants abortion up until two days after the birth, you know, and then every left wing news person says Republicans want no abortion, no matter what the scenario, if the mom's going to die, the mom's going to die. She deserves it. Like, no, you know, the truth is the majority of us are what I said, you know, we're, we're pro-life and pro-choice. We're both, you know, we, I can see some scenarios where abortion might be an appropriate decision, you know, and I can see a lot where it's not as well. And I think people on the far ends of either of those spectrums need to get more with the other 80% of us that probably agree like, okay, there, there might be a handful of scenarios where abortion is acceptable and there's a handful where it's not. Yeah. I've, I've definitely seen a lot of people that go out and just interview and just ask random questions and, I guess it would be not necessarily trapping the people that they're interviewing, but giving them the legit facts. But they also, I guess they do word it to trap them. But it's all, when you see someone's mind just like click, you're like, and they, it turns and you're like, oh, okay, I get the point now. Yeah. Um, that's, you know, where a lot of people should be. But I think it's also on us as people in t- country in general, where we let the news outlets and all these social medias push it more where they're the ones that say left they say right and they're the ones that are trying to create these groups and box everyone up into one when we can be the ones that change it yeah i mean you said it best they're trying to create groups instead of represent the groups um i've learned over time you know over the past year or so with there's more than just dieting and your food. There's also your social media and news diet. If you got rid of your phone, just like you, what well, you said, if you walked outside and turned off the news, it's completely different. If you went outside and you know talked with your neighbor a little bit, you'd have you find common grounds. Even if your neighbor was a different color or a different sexual orientation or whatever they did, you you can guarantee you'll find something in common. You guys can go fucking play cornhole in the backyard or horseshoes or whatever you fucking do. Oh yeah. If people are willing to. talk and have that conversation that's what everyone does you know my block on my street was a great great example of that for a long time you know granted some people moved away and it's it's dwindling down yeah but you know i have one neighbor who has different political views than me you know but we agree on core things you know we agree on how kids should be treated we agree on education yeah you know but we don't agree on who we voted for for president yeah doesn't stop me from going over there and having a beer and talking to him about his car. Fucking, we both like to cook on our smokers and have barbecues and yep. our kids play around and our we, you know, they're big fans of dogs. We're big fans of dogs. We got a lot in common. We don't let who we voted for for president dictate how we talk to each other. Yeah, and I, then I, I had another neighbor. You know, it, it was ironic <laughs> when he moved in. He, you know, he's he's a gangster guy, and uh, 
he used to come in and he'd be bumping all kinds of crazy music, all junk. So then me being rhetorical, I would put on some like Hank Williams and some Johnny Cash <laughs> and get all drunk and turn my music louder than his. And we'd have these little competitions. And after a few months of that, we decided, hey, we'll just put the playlist on mix and drink beer together. Yeah. You know, and that's how it was. Exactly. And that's, and when, when we let everyone control what we think and do, they are now the ones that are in control. They're, they're the ones that are pulling the strings and making us hate our neighbor when really we're fucking mixing playlists and eating together. Yeah. I mean, you'd get on the news and you'd see there's all this racism's on the rise. It's going crazy. White people are horrible. And meanwhile, you got white as hell Albert getting shit faced with his black as black neighbor having a good old time on Saturday night. Yep. And that's how most of us do it. I mean, and that's, that's a great representation of like the blue collar class is what I would call it is, you know, here, here's the thing. If, if you seen him outside of work, you would think that's just another gangster rolling around in Cadillac. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, you didn't know we both worked at the same job site. Yeah. We both showed up to, to, he worked, to work at seven. Yeah. He showed up at no, six, five. He was a heavy haul driver in the oil field. But if you seen him outside of work, you never would have thought that. You would have said, look at this thug. Yeah. You know, meanwhile, he's moving hundred thousand pound drilling rigs down the road. Oh, wow. And that's, you know, that's, what's great about our society. And that's also what's bad is we let the news and the TV tell us it's so different, but we're out here living a better life. Oh yeah. And we're not, we're not promoting it. We're not voicing it enough. And that's, that's, uh, I I know I spoke about with, with my, with my line of work, we had gentle gentlemen come from Mississippi, um, working out in bumfuck nowhere, Montana with us, you know, like I said, they've never seen open ground for miles. They've been in humid areas with rain and sun and trees everywhere. There's a gentleman I worked with and we still chat now today, even though we work for different companies where we are comfortable enough with each other, which I mean, it's when I say this, it sounds weird. I mean, we're, we're both the guys. We both enjoy the same shit. He likes, he listens to country music from the South and I listen to a little bit of country, but I'm more of a rocker metalhead guy. We still make jokes. We still agree on the same thing. The only, the only thing that's different is our skin color. And we, once we broke that ground of how, you know, where are we allowed to joke with each other and you are capable of drawing the line of where you don't want, you know, where the conversation goes, the friendship turns out to be great because he'll, he'll look at me and say, fucking white people, (laughs) stupid white people. And I just laugh at him because I know exactly what he's talking about. I had a, I had a guy I worked with, uh, at one of my old companies, same way. We, our line was, there was no line, which was kind of the line. (laughs) (laughs) There was no line in, in a comedic sense. Yeah. Like, It'd be different if I looked at him straight and just said, you're a pile of shit. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah, when when it's coming from a a good place. Yeah. We we had no line. Dude, we we would sit there and just go on the most racist rants about each (laughs) other. Like the most obscene, like I probably would never say half, 98% of what we said to each other on this podcast. Oh, yeah. But we would say the most horrible stuff out of common out of comedy and we laugh about and it and laugh our asses off i remember one time we were on a job site in denver we were working behind this dispensary 
<laughs> he was saying something about white people. So I started making all these horrible jokes about black people. And he, he got on one about white people and 40 acres in a mule. And I went off and it, from a distance, you would have think this was like the clan meeting the black Panthers. It was horrible. <laughs> and these dudes came out, we're calling the police. We're calling the police. Where's HR? And, and they were calling the police. They thought we were about to fight. And we were just sarcastically talking horrible shit about each other yeah and we just start laughing and uh my guy was like dude you ain't gotta call no 50 over here <laughs> <laughs> this was funny like because they were like you let him say that and he played with him for a second he's like can you believe what this cracker's saying about me <laughs> and it was, it was so fun you know and that and that was what the job site was about and that you know i, I think that's what a lot of people that are out of touch they don't they don't see that and they don't recognize that you know, some of that stuff is com- comedy value. Yeah. And some of that is... And it, it's true, I guess, nature in a sense. That's where we should all be as people. It, don't let someone's... Me being white scare you because I'm fucking white. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, and that's... And that's... That's the big picture. You know, that's, that's everybody. Yeah. You're not going to meet many people, like let's say white people, for example... You might go to a job site that has a hundred dudes working on it. Mexican guys, black guys, Puerto Rican guys, Cuban guys, Guatemalan guys, mm-hmm. like Africans from Africa guys, not just African Americans, you know, uh, Hindu guys, German guys, Irish guys, American guys, Native American people, whatever their ethnicity might be. And one out of a hundred guys might actually think less of another guy because of his race where the other 99 get along just fine. Mm -hmm. And if they do have a problem with another guy, it probably has nothing to do with his race or his beliefs. It has to do with work ethic or something on the job, personal morals. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's where the, like the big disconnect, like with this Yellowstone show, you know, it's, that show I think represents the middle of America. Great. Yeah. I think we all agree that we don't want to see big housing developments built in great, beautiful looking Montana. Mm -hmm. We don't, we don't want that. I think we, most of us would agree that that's not good for the land. It's not good for those native American tribes up there or the rancher, you know, the white rancher. It's not good for anybody and nobody wants to see it. And I think that doesn't have anything to do with being right or left. That just has to do with what morals you have mm-hmm. and what you value. And I think we all value the same thing, you know, for the most part. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I agree with you. We all we all value success in one another and ourselves, and just basically happiness and peace, right? I I think so. I think most people would agree, whether you're right or left, of whatever line you want to draw. I think most people agree things like, like, don't tell me what to do government. Yeah. And which is funny because that should be the biggest thing we all should fight for. I I find it funny that like you have the gay lesbian community who's like, the government shouldn't be able to tell me what to do. We should be able to get married. Okay. We can debate and argue about that. But when the right people say, don't tell me what to do. I want my ranch or I want my farm. I don't want this airport built across it. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden where the, the farmer is a disservice to society. Yeah. You know what? And hap- they flip it just to make you feel bad and single you out. Yeah. What happened to stay out of my business? Yeah. Or here, here would be a better example is, you know, the, 
the Democrats or the left, whatever, saying we we want to reduce the police force yeah. or we want to change this. You know, they never say what they want to make it better. They just want to make it smaller. Yeah. But then you got the quote unquote right guy who says, let me keep my guns. Why? Like in what world does that make sense? You know, and why, why do we have one side saying the government can't tell me what to do, but I want the government to go tell the right or the left what to do. Yeah. You know, just like the right guy, you know, he says, government should stay out of religion, but then he wants the government to go and force his religion on somebody else. Yes. You know, and that's, that's all stuff society needs to work out and debate amongst themselves. And what I think is getting missed there is the, the whole opportunity to compromise on things. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a compromise for everything. When the, the left wants to reduce the police force, fine, stay away from my guns so I can protect my family. Yeah. You know? See see how how well those police react when you a- attempt to do something illegal and I do what I need to do to protect myself. Yeah. Or we could all compromise and say, you know, the second amendment is the second amendment for the f- for the reason if the first amendment don't work. Yeah. Okay? And it's there to protect our families. Leave it alone. You have a problem with police. The the quote-unquote right side of people should recognize there is a problem with police. Yeah. All police aren't great police. And that's not to say all police are bad police either. No. But why can't we compromise and say, instead of getting rid of police, we agree that the police need to do better. Yes. So instead of compromising, one side says, get rid of the police. The other side just says, fuck you, give me my guns. Why don't we say, let's agree to make the police better. Yeah. Yeah. They definitely want to blow it out of proportion to where it's so dramatic and I guess radical. Yeah. Radical. Where, let's just get rid of all of the police. But yeah, we can't like what you're saying. We can't find a common ground because yes, some people are bad. Some people are good. And that happens in every industry, every profession, not just cops. There are going to be good and bad tax guys, good and bad business people, good and bad people just in general in life. Yeah. And, 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 or you get the far right side of people who are like, Hey, I want my anti-air missiles planted in my backyard. (laughs) (laughs) I agree there, there, there should be some kind of limit. Yeah. I think the limits that they have now have been pushed a little too far. And I think there needs to be some correction there, but I, I, I think it's also naive for someone who's on the right to say there should be zero limits whatsoever because I might be responsible with an air missile, but you know, the, the crazy guy who's mad at the abortion clinics in Colorado Springs, that went and lit him on fire might not be so rational with an air missile. Me and me a year and a half ago, still drinking might go yeet and hit the button. Yeah. Just just because. Yeah. So it's like, Hey, there, there need, we can all agree. There should be some kind of limits, checks and balances. So why don't we quit pushing, like you said, the radical side of everything. The yep. left wants to point at every gun owner and say, you want every fucking two-year-old running around with an AK. Not quite. <laughs> when, you, when you say point, just everyone that listens to this, remember, and it's an old saying from when you were young, young ago, when you point one finger, how many more are pointing back at you? Just because you think one Albert across from me is wrong doesn't mean you're right. Exactly. And there, and and what there should be is like, okay, we have two finger, two fingers pointing at each other and four pointing back at each of us. Yeah. Where can we come in common? Those four p- fingers pointing back. So now at we're us. fucking fist bumping out of each other out of a solid compromise. Exactly. And, th- and that's all I'm saying, you know, like, like, uh, 
you know, the, the gun rights thing. That's an easy example, guys. There's, there's a compromise to be made there. Mm -hmm. And I think personally, I think the compromise was already made and it was good enough. And why we're pushing it further, I don't understand. The, the idea that we want to prevent school shootings, every single one of these bad guys did something. They already broke the law. Mm -hmm. So making more laws isn't going to stop them. So we all agree school shootings are bad. Yes. So instead... Everyone can agree on that. Exactly. Everyone. So instead of focusing on taking something away from somebody else, why don't we focus on compromising and figuring out what the best solution is? Like maybe... What was it that you said a couple episodes ago when you were getting... Instead of getting mad, solve the problems. Exactly. Solve the problem. So instead of getting mad at me and wanting to take all my firearms away and me, instead of getting mad at you saying you're the one creating all the crazies, why don't we just figure out how to not let the crazies into the school? Like, yeah. I don't know, armed security guards. I've, I said this, I don't remember how many years ago it was, but, um, with all the issues on veterans coming back from overseas, Obviously, yes, there are some that have been through some stuff that need some more mental evaluations, but you have veterans that are very well trained, need work. We have plenty of kids to protect and yeah. plenty of schools that need it. So if you you put an armed veteran in there that has been through proper evaluation that's healthy in the mind to protect people, we already have the people to do it. Exactly. And and I have no concern. I mean, even veterans who appear to be off the rocker a little. Yeah. Most of them are they need something to do. Exactly. They need a purpose again. Yeah, they you know, they, you, you they send, came back from a place of, of yeah. pure chaos. You send guys to war and expect them to come back and work at McDonald's is crazy. Yeah. Give them a purpose. You know, on that subject, you know, I think I could be wrong. But I, th I thought I heard a guy somewhere saying that with all the money we've sent to Ukraine, we could have hired, I think it was two or three full-time armed security guards, veterans, to put at every public school in the country for like three to five years. And that's just wow. off of the little bit of money. Not a little bit. That's massive. not a little bit. Okay. That's off the money that the government decided was only a little bit and was easy to spare. Yeah. And I think- that goes back to compromising. I think if you were to put something like that to the people and say, do we want to send a bunch of money overseas or do we want to spend a bunch of this money at home? I would be willing to bet a large amount of whatever money I have left yeah. that most of us would have voted to put this money at home. Yeah. Those are things that need to be voted on in a bigger, bigger scale. Yeah. I mean, there's just so much that I think whether you're Republican, Democrat, independent, libertarian, whatever your voting party may be, there's so much more we agree on than we do disagree on. Mm -hmm. I mean, I haven't heard a single Republican or Democrat, like person, not politician. I'm just saying person, someone who says I voted for Biden or someone who says I voted for Trump. I've yet to hear the, this is one thing I think everybody agrees on. And I've yet to hear someone disagree is say, I don't think there should be term limits. <laughs> like that's just the, such an easy example of what we're actually looking at. Yeah. Like, now take that idea and let's move forward with other examples. I mean, like I said, the abortion thing. Most people agree on the idea that abortion is okay for a point and not okay for after that point. So why are we pushing for the far left or the far right version of yeah. it? Like we should be pushing for what the majority of people think. Yes. You know, the majority of people 
like going to the store and buying groceries. The majority of people like buying houses. The majority of people like having a warm house. Why, why are we pushing that we shouldn't be drilling and finding our own oil? Being self-reliant, yes. Well, you, you, what I think it is is you get a loud environmental group of a few people who are out of touch with the rest of people. I, if you took those people and went around and said, are you willing to give up A, B, C, and D to stop drilling an oil? Most people would say no. You know, and then that's why we should do what we've been doing, which is focus on our country being self-reliant on that aspect, as well as doing it better and cleaner than other countries are doing. Mm -hmm. I find it funny. Everybody wants to ban it here and just send it overseas, but the way they do it overseas is the most filthiest way for our environment (laughs) possible. Yeah. You know, so if anything, why wouldn't you want it done here where it's cleaner and safer? Yep. You know, and I mean, we could go on a whole other podcast about the oil industry on its own, but I mean, I think that goes for everything. Everybody wants to ban cars and diesel trucks and and gasoline cars but nobody wants to give up going to the store to buy their groceries or still paying someone to deliver it to them exactly so if you go to the majority of people and silence out those minorities of the far you know the far environmental people who are too far out there to understand that it it's at at a point it's not acceptable to sacrifice our our way of life yeah and then you also do need to silence out the far right side of people who want to fucking put a well in everyone's front yard. You know, that's <laughs> that's also pushing a little too far yes. and go with the middle who's like, there's a, there's a time and place and we can find those times and places. And there just needs to be some understanding. I mean, a, a tangent on the oil thing, what I find funny is a lot of people don't want wells and tank batteries in their front yard. But I drive around here and I see wells and... Uh, oil field locations I worked on five years ago, they're now building a sub-development around the location. Yeah. So they need to realize, my little tangent on here is, there's a good chance if you're in a new sub-development, a new house, that well was there before your house was there. Oh, yeah. So you need to go talk to your developers. And if we all agree we don't want those in our front yard, you should be telling your developers to not build those next to wells. Yes. You know, instead of going to the well companies and ask them to tear this shit out or stop putting them there. Um. Yeah, but most most people agree on a lot of this stuff. Most people agree that we are we are the silent majority. Most people agree on that. Left, right, center, purple, red, blue, we all agree. But everybody's like focused on the two little two percent of each side that the news represents. Yep. You know, the you got a news media that leans real far one way. And then you got some other outlets. You have Alex Jones on the other. Exactly. <laughs> and that's more or less to sum it up. That's what I'm trying to say is I feel like that TV creator thinks every Republican's Alex Jones. Yeah. And it's like, no. Alex Jones makes up 2% of Republicans. Yeah, very, very little. Yeah. And I think other people need to realize too, you know, all Democrats aren't Hillary Clinton. You know, they're, very true. they're not psycho like that they're just a little you know that's a little slice of democrats it's like what you've been saying democrats and republicans blue and red they all have basically in a sense 90 something percent same core values it's just different ways of getting there achieving them and then yes guns guns may be good guns may be bad but in us in an over over half i would say they can find common ground. Yeah. But they just don't want, they've been so 
divided by everyone else that they think that they can't coexist with each other. Exactly. Well, and then the other thing is like they don't realize that we already have all these compromises made, especially in the gun thing. uh, You were talking about like a a video thing on YouTube where like people go around and ask questions and kind of trap them in. I seen one with the guns where people are like, do you think we should support a bill requiring background checks for handguns? And people are like, yes, absolutely. Because we've already had that yeah. for like 40 years, you know, and should we, should we ban fully automatic Tommy guns? Yeah. Well, the machine gun ban was around for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> like, and it'll put you in prison with tens of thousands of dollars of fines. Exactly. So like a lot of people don't realize all these safeties are already built. Yeah. And they I've don't, seen a similar video where they laid out, you know, different guns. And they asked which one should be illegal. And they all pointed at, like, say, that just the AR-15 because it's big, black, and scary. Yep. But then they have a fucking thirty thirty, or, you know, whatever, a bigger caliber that's a legit hunting rifle. But it's wood, and it doesn't look black and scary. And they're like, ban the AR-15. Yeah. Because that's the, that's the scary one. I've seen one where a guy did uh, kind of the, the same but opposite. He took a uh, single action 30-06 blacked it out put a carbon stock on it and all kinds of foregrip and all this stuff made it look black and scary yeah and then he took a ak and put all this wood grain stuff on it took off the front side made the receiver look a little different prettied it up yeah he made it look simple as shit He, he pretty much encased it in wood to make it look like a wood rifle yeah and everyone pointed at the single action bolt action 30 out six yeah. you need to ban that little goes, do you know this one <laughs> might shoot a bigger caliber but it shoots one at a time exactly. this ak over here will shoot 30 in three seconds yeah so it's like you know a lot of these safeguards are built in place and a lot of us like especially when you get those videos where they kind of get educated a little bit mm-hmm. you find out they go oh okay you know people are reasonable and people some people do understand compromise so yeah. you but, know that that's like i said at the beginning i'm i'm personally out of touch just because i've separated myself from all of that because i know in 2016 during the, that presidential race we can admit that people got very heated to say the least and i got very involved and i got you know we, we both lost friendships with people luckily we've matured enough to somewhat grow them back but not me <laughs> <laughs> um but mine's not because of how the political argument yeah. it was how i was treated personally yes um i got i kind of lost where i was going with this but why you got out of the yeah political. i mean if you if you get out of touch you don't let people decide your thoughts for you and you kind of just learn yourself the, since we're on gun gun talk if people read the laws in there instead of letting the news tell them about it they would learn a lot more oh yeah then it w- and then they wouldn't be finding out these facts that all these rules have been in place the hard way and looking like an idiot on the internet oh yeah well and i would just i would say you know on the gun talk if you ask someone why do you think this should be changed like why do you think assault rifles should be banned well the school shootings well what let's list off a list of laws that were broke in the process and why do you think one more law would have stopped that yeah and then at the same time murder is illegal yeah Let's go to the new documentary by Matt Walsh. What is a woman? What is an assault rifle? Oh, I was going to bring that up earlier. <laughs> like, what? what's an assault rifle? It's not an AR-15. That stands for Arm- Arm- Armalite? Is that what? I, can't, I, I fucking know it. It's Armalite rifle or something like I can't remember what it is. But it, AR-15 does not, and I repeat, does 
not stand for assault rifle. So people want to say it's an assault rifle, but yeah, armor light rifle. Yeah. Assault is a very loose given word. It's the act of violence. I can, I can, I can hit you with my fucking water bottle and I, it's now an assault bottle. Yeah. So (laughs) you guys, I get, I get you're taking words out of context to make a, a bigger deal than what it needs to be. Yeah. And, and honestly, I, I think if a lot of people who were really anti-gun went out with somebody who's not and just learned how to use them, learned why we enjoy them, you know, a lot of them would change their mind. Not everybody who owns a guns out there plotting a school shooting or getting drunk and shooting off rounds in their neighborhood. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of them are just out shooting dirt piles in the field. And Having fun, putting a couple pounds of tannerite together just to have fun. <laughs> just a few. And... uh but no one's getting hurt. No one's doing anything ridiculous. Mm-mm. And I would say uh, what, what you led there with was getting out of the political view. And I, th- I think that that ties into kind of what we're talking about too. You know, the silent majority being uh, misrepresented. I think that's gotten multiplied because a lot of people did what you did. I did what you did. Um, same thing. You know, after the last two presidential elections, you know, the old interweb got heated. People ran their fingers in their mouths a lot. And I partook of that way too much. Yeah, I did you too. Know, I argued tooth and nail with people who weren't going to change their mind. And I learned that that was a waste of my time. And for a while there, I did the same thing. I didn't look at a news headline. I didn't do nothing. I, I went as far back to punish myself and it's a painstaking process, but I deleted every comment I made on Facebook prior to like two years ago. Because I was like, this was stupid. Yeah. And just to kind of punish myself to... It, I, Look at it, how stupid I am. Yeah. And, and and to remind myself every time I think about getting engaged in those kind of arguments on the, on the internet, specifically like Facebook or Instagram again. I think that's a healthy thing to do. It's like a, like a body cleansing. Yeah. You know, people do that shit when they're dieting. But I think it was it's a good thing for everyone to do because there is a point where you have to realize being so involved doesn't change enough and it pushes, pushes people the wrong way. When you're biting and nibbling at every little political thing you can and commenting and starting an argument everywhere you can about it, it's going to push people away from your ideas. Yes. It's going to make them simplify you. And man, all that guy Albert talks about is fucking politics. Exactly. And I, and I realized I was doing that and I did the same thing. I, I just stopped. Yep. And I think if you're that person, you should think about doing the same. Yep. You know, if you're still in it knees deep, like take a break, take a good long break. It's going to be hard. It's it, going to be very hard. It's also going to be good. Cause you're going to realize how stupid it is yep. and how, how much you're missing on other things. Yep. So, I think that's a good, good thing to put out there is change your social media diet. Exactly. Change it, get out and actually just talk to your neighbor yep. rather than arguing with somebody who doesn't care on Facebook. Leave politics out of the conversation and just find common ground. Yeah. It would be the challenge that I don't know about you, but I, I leave you strike up a conversation and try and leave politics, any sort of politics, gas prices. Don't fucking talk about gas prices. Everyone knows they suck, <laughs> but just, have a conversation without politics and I'm sure you guys are going to find common ground. Tons of it. And then after you make a new friend, after a while, you'll realize that you may or may not be on the same political stance, but you now have a new friend and you can 
potentially learn from one another on why each other has those thoughts. Yeah, or 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 not or, but also you'll learn that sometimes those little differences aren't as important as you think they yeah. are. When you're a friend first, and then you find out, oh, they didn't vote for my guy. Yeah, like I'm not going to come get Albert out stuck out of the ditch because he voted against my guy. Exactly. You're, you're going to learn compromising a lot better. Yeah. And the more you learn it, the more you can spread it. On the flip side of that notion, though, I was saying that I feel like the silent majority has gotten too silent. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people did that, and I feel like it's time to kind of turn that around, but don't turn it around in a... In a radical way. Yeah, in a radical way. Turn it around as in... Like what we're saying here is like, hey, you know, most of us right, left and center don't like the idea of sex ed being taught to our first graders, regardless of the orientation of what you're teaching. I, I think I was in fifth grade of elementary when we did that and we still had to have Dude, parental I like, consent. I was written. in like ninth grade. <laughs> really? <laughs> I, I remember so. the first conversation we had was in fifth grade in elementary and I had to come home with a, you know, a signed form saying my mom and dad approve of me being in this class yeah but i mean that, that's all i'm saying though is like most of us agree on just that simple little aspect yeah like kindergarten first grade second grade you know that's, Let, one, the that's when my kids. kid should be learning how to write his name yeah not what person to kiss next yeah. like and i think we all agree there and i think we need to start voicing that we need to quit voicing the uh i hate this guy i hate that guy i hate what he thinks we need to be i think we need to start getting a lot louder on the things we know that are common ground yeah the things we know are right and the things that once those things get pushed through it'll just lead to more and better changes for everyone like i said i've yet to meet anybody on any side of the political spectrum in real life that thinks term limits are a bad idea like the most liberal leftist of people and the most extreme right of people and everyone in between that i've ever talked to agrees why is it only the president gets a term limit like they should all have term limits. Exactly. You know, and the term limit. That, that, that's the question. Why is why is only the president held to that standard? Yeah. Or or why can you go to Congress, make a hundred grand a year, but somehow you're worth fifteen million dollars after two years? Yeah. Like so lost. <laughs> so I think, I think that's a great thing to, like, try to get people to do is you know don't, don't go out and just argue you know Trump versus Biden. Go out and argue, hey man, do like regardless Trump or Biden, like what do you think about them teaching our little kids sex ed in first grade Mm -hmm. or Hey man, why the fuck are these politicians so rich? And why, why do we have people? Here's the thing I've been wondering lately. How come politicians get to be so old? Like why are these people (laughs) 70, 80, 90 years old dictating what I have to live by for the next 40 years when they're going to be dirt? by them. <laughs> they're gonna be dirt <laughs> like it makes no sense to me so there should be age limits too man no i mean that's a, actually a very good point you know with the president the current president we have everyone's saying you know he's too old he's too unfit but when you think of it as a blanket statement yes <laughs> why if there's gonna be term limits you know if we want term limits there should also be age limits because your your brain your body and things just start deteriorating over time why 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 do you get to make rules for times that you won't live long enough to see yeah (laughs) that makes a lot of i never really even yeah i I was thinking about that the other day i'm like they're making all these rules and they're gonna be dirt in like five ten years we need electric cars in the next five years no more gas but you you might be dead in by next june exactly and that and that's that's like 
I bet you if we were to propose that to the 80% of uh, 99% of people, they that would agree. That caught my brain off guard. I was not ready for something <laughs> yeah, like that. that one, I've never thought of that. That one's before. <laughs> well, just I was, some guy was like reading off the, the ages of some of these people as long as their net worths. Yeah. And uh, their net worth one struck me. It's funny. Oh, I wish I could play it on here. There was a guy, hardcore environmentalist, liberal dude, went off on a rant about how Roe v. Wade got overturned. Okay. And that's another thing. If you actually explained what Roe v. Wade being overturned means, most people probably don't have that big of a problem with it. All it does is give the power to the states to decide yeah. on abortion. I remember when that happened, My the girlfriend and I, we were doing something and she got a text from her mom saying that it was overturned. And we, we, both of us knew nothing about it. So we Googled it real quick and read about it. I've already forgot about it. You know, like I said, I'm disconnected from all yeah. of it. But we both have our own opinions on it and we, we, we share mutual um, feelings on the subject. But I mean, we're like, okay, cool. And we went about our day. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. When you explain to most people that like, it doesn't ban abortion. Yeah. It just gives the power to each state to decide to ban it or not. Yeah. And if you don't like what your state does, just move to a state that does what you like. Yeah. Don't let DC dictate exactly. the entire thing. But anyway, um, back to the uh, age thing. So this guy was going off about uh, how much, like how they lost some of the elections um, and how... Roe v. Wade got overturned and he's like, the Republicans have been planning this for 50 fucking years. And what do the Democrats do? They send me fucking emails asking for $15 donations. Fuck you, Nancy Pelosi. You're worth $130 million. You don't need my 15 goddamn dollars. <laughs> and he's like hardcore Democrat, liberal environment guy. And even they pushed so far, they pissed him off. And it was just That's hilarious li listening to his rant because he was right. And I was like, you know, it's funny is and as far as like a lot of his ideologies, environment and Roe v. Wade and all that stuff, I'm completely opposite on his views. But we both agree on this. Why the fuck is Nancy Pelosi worth hundreds of millions of dollars? And why is her husband a better stock trader than Warren fucking Buffett? Yeah. Convenient. Didn't he get away with a DUI? Probably. Wasn't there something about him drinking I mean, and driving? Yeah. But I'm just saying, I mean, if you did that, you'd still be sitting in jail now. Yeah. He got out like the next day. But anyway, it's fucking I mean, white people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but that all set aside, I was like, see, common ground. You got a super far left guy and me who I'm considered at least right of center. We both completely 100% agree on why the fuck are you worth this much money when you only make 100 grand a year? And why the fuck is your husband a better stock trader than Warren fucking Buffett? Yeah. Convenient. His wife is running the country right now. Right. Wonder how that works. Hey, husband, you might want to sell off all this stock. We're going to be voting on this thing tomorrow. <laughs> you know, funny. Or buy all this stock. We're going to be voting on that on Tuesday. Yeah. You know, crazy how that works. And most people agree they shouldn't be stock trading. When you're making the rules for the stocks, that's kind of, isn't that like the definition of insider it, trading? That's it, It's like betting on your own sports team. Exactly. I mean, that should kind of be allowed, I guess. Maybe. No. Then you could throw a game. Yeah. Or you could win. I mean, if you're Tom fucking Brady, wouldn't you be betting on yourself all the damn time? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, anyway, I'm just saying, uh, like, we completely agree, yet on a 
bunch of other topics were completely yeah. opposite. So instead of focusing on those opposite ones, why shouldn't we be pushing forward on these ones we agree on? Yeah. We should be. And that's what I... Yeah, work on com- common ground first to build that relationship. Yeah, and he was like he went through a whole list of Democrat senators and representatives that were worth hundreds of millions of dollars. And he was just all about this. You failed me because I voted for you and you lost. You lost on all these policies and topics and agendas. Yeah. And now you want my money. And... I think it's funny because I think most most people, regardless, feel the same same way about politics. Like, mm-hmm. we voted for you. You failed us. You're not doing what we need you to do. And none of us agree on these things. None of us agree you should be worth so much money. None of us agree you should be in politics for 80 fucking years. None of us agree that you should be 80 years old making the rules for what people who are 30 got to deal with for the next 50 years. Yeah. You know, why can't we push forward on this? You know, and I think... What I was saying is that's where we need to be louder. Like not not arguing with our buddy about, you know, Hillary Clinton killed all these people. Like, fuck all that. We just need to get louder on the things we agree on so we can get them get them handled and just move forward with yeah. the important shit. We yeah. should we should we need, yeah, we need to we need to work on the issues today for a better tomorrow. Yeah. And what's funny is the issues we agree on are some of the most important ones. Yeah. Like our kids are our future and we all agree that there's certain things they should be learning in school and certain things that should be left to the parents to teach them. Yeah. And the school system might need to be changed up a little bit. Oh yeah. I, I, I don't have kids, but I still think that I had a great conversation with a guy who was like, he, he felt a little different about what kids should be taught in school. Okay. And he felt they should be getting taught some more liberally arty type of stuff. No. And I said, that's cool. I don't think it's fair. And I think education needs to be neutral as neutral as we can possibly make it. And he was like, yeah, but this, that, and the other. I was like, how would you feel if I ran the schools and you came to school and you seen your son or daughter or whatever out in cowboy boots, spitting Copenhagen, shooting clay pigeons out behind the school. Yeah. Would you condone that? Absolutely not. I don't think anybody should own guns. Okay. Well, I don't condone these things you want to teach my kid in school. So, we both know there's certain things we don't condone. Yeah. So why don't we focus on making sure they're teaching the things we do condone, like math, spelling, reading, shit like that. Yeah. Like once again, quit focusing on the fringes. Let's focus on the main theme of things. You know, let's focus on pushing term limits. Let's age limits, apparently money limits, all that stuff. This, and then all that stuff will just lead to better changes for everyone. You know, yeah. I don't think anyone's going to get hurt by term limits regardless of if you think we should stop drilling or not. What is that? No, that's a, that's a very valid point. And if you have a more representative age group, why isn't there any 30 year olds in Washington? I'm 30. Who's representing me? Cause that guy who's 80 doesn't think what AOC. I think. <laughs> that don't count. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and I mean, she's taking dramatic pictures at the border. <sighs> AOC. You know, that lady, you asked, I gave you some, that lady is also <laughs> proud. She ran Amazon out of her city or her district where her district has ridiculously high unemployment and could have very well used an extra 25,000 jobs. Yeah. You know, and regardless what you guys think of Amazon, people need to work. And when you can work, you can make money. When you can make money, you can move, you can change jobs. You can improve your kid's life, your personal life. You can travel, you can vacation. All those things don't come without those big corporations. And I say that as a kid who half of my family's money for years was made at Walmart. 
Yeah. You know, people hate Walmart. I have no problem with Walmart. Walmart kept me fed for a long time as a kid. You know, so I know there's a there's a need for it. Not just for me to be able to go buy, you know, cheap toilet paper. You know, it, like I said, they fed my family for a long time. Yeah. And that's, I think if people got together and just spoke on the common issues, not what we think of Walmart, what do we think of jobs? Leave Walmart out of it. What do you think about employment? Do you think people should have jobs? Yes. Okay. Well, then let's move forward on what we agree on. And that's, it's a huge deal. And I think that, like I said, if you're silent on those things, like if you want to stay silent on who you want to vote for for president, stay silent on it, you know, but I think it's time to start speaking up about the the term limits, the education, the the environment. And the environment doesn't just mean no drilling, no fracking or drill baby drill. It means, you know, if you're if you're a drill baby drill guy, explain your position. Yeah. Maybe politely explain do you realize where everything you're wearing comes from? Do you realize if we don't drill Saudi Arabia is going to do it and they just pour all that shit on the ground and light it on fire? We actually recycle it and clean it and do better things with it. Yeah, there's a very mu- there's a very uh, how do I say it? There's a m- much more constructive way of bringing this information out. Yeah. Instead of, you know, like that. Explain our clothing, explain how your cars get made, explain how the house gets made, explain how the everything that we use is made out of old dead dinosaurs. Yeah. Explain to people why if you convert every truck in the world to an electric truck, there will be no more long haul truckers. How many guys are you going to put out of work right there on top of when you can't long haul truck, you know, it's short haul truck, which means more trucks, more drivers. Yep. It means your goods are going to get a lot more expensive by the time they hit the store. Yeah. And then now what? Now, now, you, now you're paying more, yeah. more taxes, For, more money exactly. that you're not getting in your own pocket. Exactly. So I think people need to, you know, quit, quit focusing on the fringes, focus on the common ground and just push forward on the common ground. Yeah. Hopefully we can do that one day and hopefully we can do it soon. Honestly. I mean, I never thought in my life I'd be considering sending my kids to private school. (laughs) I'm a poor fucking hillbilly. I mean, (laughs) and now I'm sitting here like, Hmm, you know, common ground. I think the public schools are losing the common spot of it yeah you know but at the same time i'm not a religious person and i don't want my kids going to like this like a, a bible thumping school you know and that's that's a lot of people and how they feel and ar- argue and talk about things and that's i don't know i have a good we have good common ground like in my marriage you know yeah. my wife grew up baptist she's religious i'm not didn't fucking affect us at all at our marriage no you know and if if I can marry someone with a different ideology, we can definitely live next to someone and talk next to talk to people with different ideologies and find our common ground. Exactly. So it, yeah, it's just we've we've been yeah we've been talking about it between skin colors, who you want to go to bed with, and things like that. It's like you know I was well, you mentioned private schools. You know, first through third grade, I was put in a private Catholic school, and I was baptized Catholic, so I know you know a little bit about the Catholic religion. Now you know I don't practice it but i i have my own faith i have plenty of friends that are atheist we have friends that are different religions and they practice different things and i have absolutely no problem with that you do you i do me and when we're together we're having a kick-ass time yeah common ground yeah yeah you don't get together and argue with each other about whose bible is written the right way or the wrong way you get together and talk about I'm not being all Bobby Boucher saying water's better <laughs> H2O. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know, and it's sad to see it, you know, and 
it, it's also crazy. I just like to say, you know, this all started with a TV show, you know, yeah. the last hour and so that we've been talking, you know, and I think people, you know, look for them subtle hints and look for them subtle opportunities to find that co- common ground and mm-hmm. be more open to it. Be open to compromising. You know, I'm not saying don't have your line that you won't cross. Yeah. Absolutely. Have your line. You won't cross and tell that person and like, make, make sure it's well painted. Yeah. That w- let it, people know it's there and don't let it be crossed. Yeah, exactly. And I think to, well, well, I, uh, let me rephrase that because we've been talking about finding common ground. So know where your common ground, know, know what you're willing to give on, but also know where you're not willing to give. Yeah. Well, and, and don't waste time in the not, in the not to give area. Yeah. You know, like, like I said, with my neighbor, I'm not going to go over there and argue about with who's voting for president, Yeah. but we both agree on school. So we'll talk about the school problems yeah. we see, you know, we, uh, I don't know. I don't really have any anti-gun friends. So I guess I got one kind of, not really. No, I don't. But I would say if I did, I would say, Hey man, the, the guns are a no go for me. Yeah. We're done talking about that. I mean, but these highways, these shitty ass highways in Colorado. Yeah. This is fucking Bro, bullshit. <laughs> stop it. My almost had to go back to the chiropractor today after being there yesterday because of these reds. Yeah. I love how they inspect my truck to check my, tread depth to make sure my truck's safe for the roads but ain't no one measuring how deep the fucking potholes are (laughs) yeah no tons of common ground guys so like just do it just push forward on it talk about it you know and and vote with that in mind yeah you know i know a lot of people say you should vote down when you're voting vote down i know everybody just voted hopefully and uh most people will tell you to vote all one way vote all the other way and you know, I mean, do what you think's best, but I would also just ask you to do a little research and make sure you got a little bit of idea. It's really hard to vote. Especially they, they, they've made things very hard nowadays. Oh man. Just challenging. Like when they're asking you to vote for judges, how do I know? I don't know these judges. <laughs> yeah. I, I, who do I Google? Exactly. I mean, do you want me to fucking Google judge Judy? Yeah. You know, on the good thing though, I did see some friends on Facebook that actually did do some digging and we all shared the links with each other. Like, okay. If you want to really know a little bit about what this judge thinks, there was a write up on him over here. Okay. There's a, like a radio host. He's a, he, he classifies himself as a libertarian. So he's got a real, I think, neutral outlook on a lot of things. So I usually go through his recommendations pretty thoroughly and usually land on the same spot as him. You know? Okay. And he's, He's diehard libertarian, you know, he voted against Trump, but then he also voted for all Republican representatives for the state of Colorado. So it's like, I mean, it's pretty diverse. Yeah. He had his reasons and he doesn't just say, you know, fuck Trump. (laughs) He's like, I don't like Trump because he did ABC. Yeah. You know, some people like me said, I like Trump because he did uh, D, E, and F and that's enough for me. Yep. So, all right, guys, I guess we better wrap this up before we keep (laughs) carrying on too long. Well, so to to end everything, what would be something that you would just leave everyone with? I would leave if everyone you sum, with. If you could just sum it up real quick. Real quick. I would sum it up with just two things. I think the uh, political cleansing, like you kind of spoke to. Yep. I think that's important for everyone to do. Uh, you know, whether it's for a week, a month, a year, I think everyone needs to take a break. Yep. So they can actually format their own thoughts and not just, like you were saying, be told what to think. Yeah. So when you have no inputs, you kind of get to create your own output. Exactly. So Good way to put it. I would do that for a little while. And I would also say, you know, like I said, 
probably a dozen times. Quit focusing on them fringes, you know. If if your uh, neighbor or your coworker votes for a different guy on president, but you both agree on the problems with the school, talk about the school board members. Yeah. You know, leave the president stuff aside. Sort that out later. Or, you know, let the, the numbers sort that out. Yep. So focus on that common ground and make sure to take a break from all the uh, being told what to think. Yeah, every change your news and social media diets. Yep. And just how about a healthier diet in general to cover all bases? Yep, everything. So with that, I, I realized I did not say our social medias at the beginning because we kind of just do, do, dove right into everything. I was excited about this one. This one took off real quick. But for those that are still with us, make sure we're liking, reviewing, sharing, commenting, and just spreading the word because maybe this episode is the one that tickled your pickle and you want to share it with the world. So social media, Instagram, the underscore blue collar underscore syndicate, Facebook, the blue collar syndicate podcast, TikTok, blue collar syndicate pod. So we, we are very active. We try to be as active as we can. I work on making all the clips for TikTok and Albert works on Instagram stuff. We it's a thing we both work on together. So if you, if you don't like something, it's Albert's fault. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> there's, a, there's, there's a guy I really like what he says uh, on Instagram. His okay. name's uh, Dougie Hall. He's like an Indian guy who rides horses and breaks in horses and does bronco riding and stuff. Okay. And he always starts his videos with, if you don't like what I say today, don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Every time he says, I was like, that's such a good saying. I like you know? it. He's, so not, if he's not telling you to change your mind. He just says, I just, every video opens with, Hi, this is Dougie Hall, and if you don't like what I say today, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. That's I awesome. like it. So, hey, perfect. What I do want to add at the end here is, uh, if you, if you like this episode, and if the other ones, we still haven't gotten many ideas on topics, guys. Yeah, I've only got so many in my diary, and I don't want to go too much on ranting, and I don't want to go too much on telling people how to live their life. But if you guys got things you want to hear and want to talk about, or subjects to touch or not touch, you know. Send them to us. Tell us what you think. Put it in the comment section. Hit it up in the DMs, the email. I think our email address is in the show notes. If not, it will be. So there's plenty of ways to reach out to us, especially on all the on the social medias. They all have a direct message and comment box. Yep. All right, guys. That'll do it for this one. Well, take it easy. And if you don't like what we're saying, don't worry about it. <laughs> Later.